Hey, I'm Dave, and thanks so much for checking out today's message. We're so glad that you are here, and we would love to get connected to you and your family. So one easy way to do that is that you can text the word River Connect to 97000. You can also visit our website at theriverchurch.cc to learn more about us and some of our upcoming events. Lastly, if you'd like to give today to the River Church, you can text the amount that you want to give to 84321, or you can head to our website, click on the Give tab right at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Merry Christmas, everybody. Just want to welcome to our Christmas, welcome you to our Christmas Eve gathering. My name is Jason Combs. I'm the location pastor here. If you're new with us, and uh, we we want to say thank you for joining us. We know you have lots of things going on. You got that family meeting and that family me- meetings. They're not meetings, right? Uh, but you have uh, all of our gatherings. You know, so to be here this morning. Thanks for thanks for joining us. If you have your Bible, I'd love for you to. I invite you to turn to Isaiah chapter number nine. Isaiah chapter number 9, I would say, is one of the most Christmas passages in the Bible. The Bible says this in Isaiah 9. It says, For unto us is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, There will be no end. Here in this passage in the Bible, God's word to us, it tells us of the baby that will be born in Bethlehem. Now this was written some 700 years before Jesus was born in the manger. Now I don't know about you, my predictions of 700 years from now, they're not real good. I don't think they're gonna, I think they'll be, maybe yours will be better. But here Right? We don't believe this is just some wild prediction. We believe God gave Isaiah this truth, that God said, this is what's going to happen. And when God says something's going to happen, that's what happens. And so some 700 years before Jesus is born, it tells us a child will come to us. It tells us the characteristics or the names of this child. And here in the passage, Isaiah is speaking to a people, and he basically is saying, what will you do in your time of trouble? Who who will you turn to? Who will you go for help? Who will you go to for peace? And Isaiah is telling them, "I, I want you to, I'm telling you of the leader, of the God, of the king that is coming that that you can trust that you can believe in. And he begins to list his names. And if you're a part of the River Church, we've been studying it this month, the names of Jesus. So the first name, Wonderful Counselor, what is it saying? Isaiah is saying, hey, there is a king that you can trust. He has the best strategies. I know you may think that your strategies are the best and how you're going to make life work. Jesus, the king, he is the wonderful counselor. He has the best strategy, the best plan. And then it says of Jesus, he is the mighty God. What is this saying? It's saying Jesus is strong. Now it doesn't just use the word like sort of kind of strong, like, okay, he, he can take care of some things. See, studying this, I remember just thinking back in elementary, we'd play the, the game rock, paper, scissors. You know what I'm talking about? However, paper, rock, how do you, I always, I always mix it up. I don't know. Uh, but uh, so 
I remember playing, and just remember, I think it was one of my friends, we were playing, and all of a sudden, you know, you go rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and he went rock, paper, scissors, and he did this thing. I'm like, what, what are you doing? He goes, that's lightning. That takes care of both scissors and paper. So I have this little memory of somebody then going, you know, rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and somebody did this, and somebody went, what's that? Well, that's God. You're all toasted, right? Like... Here, when it names who Jesus is, it doesn't just say mighty, person, strong. No, it says mighty God. This is who Jesus is. And we, we gather on Christmas. The Bible says, hey, he is the mighty king to be worshipped. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. And then it says everlasting. Why? Because there will be no king that comes after Jesus He is eternal. It is everlasting. It will never stop. It is eternity. And how will we reign as king? It says everlasting father. It's so beautiful to think of King Jesus. How does he reign? He reigns as a father who truly loves his child. As a father cares for a child, this is how Jesus loves us. So this morning, we're going to look at the last name that helps define, that tells us who this baby is that was born in a manger. The last name is Prince of Peace. Now, when you study the the Christmas story, you'll go to Luke, where it tells us when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. You'll come to probably the most famous Christmas passage in the Bible. It talks about the there were shepherds in the field, and they were keeping watch over their flock. And what happened? An angel showed up. It says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And just to think about that passage some 2,000 years later, the whole world is still talking about this baby born in this itty-bitty town. Why? Because he's not just a baby. He's the everlasting Father, mighty God. The Bible says, For unto us is born in this day the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You go to verse 13. It says, Suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying. What were they saying? Now first, a multitude of angels When you study this, this doesn't mean like 10 or like our choir. There were, you know, 20 of them. No, no. A multitude meant you couldn't count them all. Angels. I want you to think about angels. One put it like this. Creation has no more mysterious and exalted beings than angels who represent the testimony of heaven to what is occurring. These angels begin to say glory to God in the highest. And then they say this, on earth, peace. Peace among those with whom he is blessed. The Christmas truth. I even kind of don't even want to say Christmas story because in that you could think, well, it's not true. No, it's all true. What happened some 2,000 years ago? Jesus came, the prince of peace When the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 2, what does it say? On earth, peace. Jesus offers true peace. And so this Christmas Eve morning, can I ask you, 
Do you have that peace? You may be sitting there going, Pastor, peace, huh? Do you know I have to go to Kroger after this gathering? (laughs) Peace? Do you know who's coming over my house this afternoon? A bunch of them. We can laugh at those, but some of us in here, when we talk about peace, you, it's a little bit tougher. When I talk about peace, you may look and go, Pastor, you, you, you don't even know the relationship with my spouse and where that's at right now, and you want to talk about peace. You want to look at my bank account, talk about peace. You want to meet my nine-year-old, talk about peace. Some of you are like, meet my 27-year-old, talk about peace. Is, is this peace real? Is what we gather this morning, is, is, is it real? Is, does Jesus offer true peace to our life? Is this a peace that will change everything Or is this just a feel-good thing we do and let's move on? See, we believe Jesus is real. We believe Jesus loves you. And we believe Jesus offers true peace that will change your life. So let's dive into the word and talk about this amazing peace. I'm going to pray. Lord, pray for help this morning. May you be glorified. May you be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. I wrote down, is there a missing piece in your life? How many of you the next couple days when you gather with family will play games, board games, card games? Anybody of you do that? All right, the seven of us. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. Great. Some of you are like new, like, am I allowed to raise my hand? And tr-? Yeah, yeah, all right. All right, get together and play board games. And, and uh, any, are any of you competitive in these board games? I know there's some of you out there like, it's Christmas, who cares who wins? What are you talking about? I got to win. Like, this is, right? My father and I, uh, my father in law and I play my wife and my sister in law and Euchre every Christmas. We've already started to talk smack because we beat them every year, right? Like, we have to keep winning. But there's this old game out there called Trivial Pursuit. You know that game? Remember this? Got that picture? Remember that? So, some of you, everybody under 20 is like, what are you talking about? So there's this game of Trivial Pursuit where you'd get the pie, and you'd have to fill it with pieces, and each one of those pieces uh, represented a a certain category. So there was those pieces, there was that piece that I love, like sports, oh, that's a good piece, let's get that one. Or entertainment, I think I can get entertainment. Then it got to like art and literature, I'm like, I'm never going to get that piece. History, and like... Pastor Roy, he'd get the history one, not me. Like, there, there were certain ones like, okay, I got that piece, but I don't have this piece. This piece is going to be really difficult to find. Is there a missing piece in your life? When you think about that, is the peace that Jesus offers in your life, do you think, but I, I don't have it there? So this morning, I want to tell you about the threefold peace that Jesus offers, where he talks about, where he gives us the truth of the, of the missing peace. So the first one is this. 
There is a missing piece between us and God. There's a missing piece. Now, as I've said this word peace over and over again, I thought about talking about the pie pieces and the peace, but that would get things confusing. So when I talk about peace, what am I saying? Well, in the Bible, the word peace is shalom. It means peace unto you. You see, just to quote somebody, it doesn't mean, I hope you don't have any troubles. It means, hope you have the highest good coming your way. Shalom, it means more than just the absence of war and distress. It means wholeness, completeness, health, security, even prosperity in the best sense. And when we talk about peace, the Bible is clear. The Bible says that you and I, we don't have peace with God. Romans 5.10 says it this way, For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Isaiah 53 says it like this, All we like sheep have gone away. We have turned everyone to his own way. So you may be here and you come here this morning because there's this question, is God not, God not, are you, are we okay, God, me and you, are we okay? And sometimes we think if I can get to church enough or give enough or do this enough, but the truth is the Bible says God and us, we're not okay. This is why Christmas happened. See, Tim Keller said man could not save themselves by their own doing. This is why we have Christmas. See, the Bible says that God is perfect. He is loving, but he is righteous. The Bible says that we have chosen to go our own way, that we all have sin. It separates us from God. There is a gap between us and God. There's no peace. Listen, this is why God sent his son Jesus Because no amount of good works makes us good with God. If good works could fix it, then Jesus came for no reason. But because because God loves you personally, sin separates us. A gap we could not cover. He sent Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Hebrews 7 says it like this. It says, he, Jesus, is able to save to the utmost. What does that mean? Jesus is able to save you completely. Covers the whole thing. It is because of Jesus. The verse goes on to say, those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Think about this image. The Bible says, listen, Jesus is no longer the baby in the manger. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. What? Making intercession for us. What does he offer? He offers peace with God through what? The cross of Jesus. He stands in the gap. This intercession. One said it like this. Christ has entered into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Jesus draws sinners near to God through himself. 
This is so beautiful. This is the peace Jesus offers. When I think of intercession, I think of, like, especially in our, in our county, in our uh, state, you know, you have, you have the, the car companies and you have the union, and then they're trying to make a deal. There's a big gap, right? Like, how do we? So we go, okay, well, I'm going to move some this way. I'm going to move some this way. And we're going to make a deal. But the thing with God, he's perfect and righteous. So God is holy. So Jesus makes a way for us to come to the Lord. He is the Prince of Peace. The Bible says in Romans 5.1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.20 says it very clearly. It says, Through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace. How? By the blood of of his cross. Do you have this part of peace? Do you you believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Have you accepted him as King, as Lord? See, when Isaiah spoke of Jesus, he spoke to him as the one who will rule and reign And so Jesus came and died on the cross and says, if you will believe in me, what does that belief mean? It it means you accept Christ to rule and to reign over your life. You accept that Jesus loved you so much, he took the payment of sin for you. That's why he went to the cross. He's the only one that could take the, the, the punishment, the payment for us. He brings us peace. With God. But there's also another missing piece. See, there's a missing piece in this broken world. I don't know if you've noticed, but our world's kind of a little disaster, isn't it? The, the hurt and the pain that happens, the murder, the kidnapping. I mean, we, we, the list can go on and on and on. We haven't even touched the part of the sickness and disease and the brokenness and the death and all of these things. We live in a broken world. But let me tell you, Jesus says he will bring peace to our lives even in a broken world. Right before Jesus went to the cross in John 14, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. See, everybody's searching for peace. That's why Jesus said, I don't give you peace like the world does. We're all searching for it. That's why we buy the lotto ticket. We think maybe that will bring peace. That's why we go back to the bottle because we think maybe just for a short time I can find peace or pills or or whatever it is. You may be here new and go, all right, are you the church that just tells me all the wrong things I do? No, we are the church that says if you think you'll find peace in anything other than Jesus, it's a lie. That only Jesus is going to give you true hope. And the Bible says all of those things fall short. Our society says all of those things fall short. 
Jesus came. Christmas, what's it about? The peace of God coming to earth. And he offers you peace with God. And he offers you peace in your soul. Ephesians 2 says, For he himself is our peace. Can I tell you, and this may sound a little weird, I do believe peace is a feeling. Now, I don't get wrapped up in all the feelings, but I believe if we truly know, know Christ, we have this fulfillment of peace. I, I, I would say peace is this filling. I'd love to take you through some stories of just this week of people I met or meet with. A young lady came up to my office this week and she has suffered with chronic illness her entire life. She came to me and said, Pastor, it's been one year I haven't had a seizure. And she was just so grateful. But about a year ago, she came to know Christ as her Lord and Savior. It's transformed her life. Is she perfect? No. Did every difficulty go away? No. But there is a peace with God that you can have. I met with another man on Friday, a man that I've been discipling, and we were talking, and, and I, I looked at him and I asked an honest question. I said, hey, thinking of your story and what God has done in your life. So you, the, you came to know the Lord like two years ago, and he looked at me and went, Pastor, I came to know the Lord 10 months ago. And I looked at him, I hope this doesn't offend you how I responded to him. I I looked at him and I said, shut up. Like, this feels like what the Lord's been doing in your life. There's no way that was only 10 months ago. There's there's no way what God has been doing in your life and your family and and the changes. and, And I met him at a funeral. One of his friends who overdosed. I walked by, he looked at me and said, uh, can we meet sometime? Yes. And I've watched the Lord transform his life. Man, just watch it in his family. It, it is amazing. One thing he told me Friday, which was just so fantastic, because sometimes we, like, we want to glorify like, bad stories, like, man, rough life, and Jesus saved it. How awesome is that? And he said, you know, he started to work with some of our students. And he said, I told them, I look at some of these kids who've grown up in church, and I go, man, your story of how the Lord has blessed you and saved you, how awesome is your story? To say, look, you, you had a mom and a dad who raised you up in church. They taught you the word, and man, that testimony. And the kids are like, well, your testimony. And what do they say? Man, the peace of God is amazing. And for some of us, man, we were able to hear the good truth of God and it changed our life. We didn't have to go through the mess. And for some of us, we had to walk through a mess of God going, come on, come on. I want to bring you to true peace. I want you to have life everlasting. I want you to know my love. Do you know that peace? And the truth is, if the Lord has saved us truly, We're not only going to know the peace of eternal life, we're going to know his peace here on earth. Is everything going to go easy? Not a chance. Are there going to be trials and tribulations and hurts and pain? Of course. But the Lord doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. 
One said it this way, biblical peace, it is a goodness of life that is not touched by what happens on the outside. You may be in the midst of great trials and persecution and adversity and suffering or afflictions of various kinds and still have biblical peace. The peace of Christ is an unending source of strength in the midst of difficulty is the guide power that sustains us and enables us to endure every hardship. We gather together as a church because of the amazing peace of Jesus to worship and to glorify him as king. Do you know that peace? Peace with God and having peace in your soul. And one last peace. This peace none of us have. This is a missing peace for all of us. See, back at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7, it says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. The Bible tells us that Jesus is returning He will reign for eternity. And the Bible says, forever peace. It's the peace we're all missing right now. But if we know Jesus, it's why we celebrate Christmas. We come and we go, man, I celebrate because eternal peace is coming. Jesus is coming back. One of my favorite little Christmas shows it's, it's not a very famous one. It's, it's the Toy Story one. It's called Toy Story, that Time Forgot. And it's a little Christmas episode of Toy Story. They go to another house. And why I love it is because the point of the story is the toys don't realize who they are. And the whole show, they're trying to figure out who, and they're trying to do this and that, and they, they don't know who they are. And at the very end of the show, like a light goes on for one of the toys and he says this so you're saying Christmas is about surrender and I love that line so much because can I tell you the peace of God is when we realize who we are and that we need a savior and the peace of God is when we will go God I surrender your, your King and Savior, your everlasting Father, your God Almighty. And I trust in you. It is the amazing real peace of God. So this Christmas Eve, do you know his peace? When you can receive the amazing Christmas gift of Christ this morning. You can receive that peace. You can, this morning, come into the auditorium not knowing God and not being at peace with God. And the Bible says, but if you will receive Jesus Christ in an instant, 
Jesus intercedes and brings you peace with God. The Bible is so clear on how you can do that. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I've said Merry Christmas a couple times this morning. I think you have too. To have a Merry Christmas is to truly know the peace of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and your truth. To sit here to know your peace, Lord. Thank you for your saving grace to have peace with God. Thank you that you're with us, that you never leave us nor forsake us. And thank you, Lord, you're coming back. You will reign forever. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.